0: Welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. Hello. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. Okay, we are going deeper on Teen Wolf. Yes. The pandemic is raging. We have a kitten in the room.
1: <laughs> Y'all, we have no idea what's going to happen here. Yeah, <laughs> this we, could be
0: a hot mess. It really
1: could be crazy. But yes, we have uh, welcomed a new member to the Forbidden Cinema family. He is ringing a bell right now. We have a new kitten named Bowie, and he's wreaking a lot of fun havoc. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So go get vaccinated. I'm tired. <laughs> Sorry, that's completely off the subject. It is,
1: it is. We won't we won't say any much more than that. But I would
0: assume if you're listening to podcasts, you're probably vaccinated. I would assume the the overlap there.
1: The Venn diagram's probably pretty tight.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what do we miss? What All do we right. need to go deeper on for Teen Wolf?
1: I remember there were some things about the parties. There was some stuff about that cocktail company, you know, which we're always, our interest is a little piqued. Um, You have to help me out a little bit too.
0: All right. So I think the first thing we went into is this movie and um, and Back to the Future. Right. Yes. And like, what in the world's going on? Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of went deep and I am fascinated by by what I came up with. Okay. So uh, Teen Wolf. Went into production when um, Back to the Future was already in production down the street.
1: So he was like running back and forth? No.
0: Eric Stoltz was the star oh, that's right. of Back to the Future. That's Michael J. Right. Fox couldn't get enough time off of Family Ties to do Back to the Future. So they started it with Eric Stoltz. Okay. And um, the mom on Family Ties had some maternity leave go early. So he was able to get away for three weeks to shoot Teen Wolf. Down the street from where okay. Steven Spielberg was making Back to the Future, the was it Spielberg?
1: I thought it was Robert Zemeckis.
0: Uh, Spielberg produced, I think. Okay, I I don't know. We might I don't have think to go he, deeper on that. I don't
1: think he directed Back to the Future. No, no, no
0: it was Bob Zemeckis. Okay, I kind of sworn Spielberg was a producer. He might have been. I I don't, I
1: don't know. know. Um, I don't
0: know at all. But yeah, so he shoots this one million dollar movie in three weeks. Okay, down the street from Back to the Future. It goes into a can, and it's going to be a direct-to-video stinker. And then things happen on the Back to the Future set. Eric Stoltz gets fired. They figure out a way. If you'll notice, a lot of the external scenes in Back to the Future are at night because they were mostly shooting at night because that's when he could get away from family ties.
1: That's true. They are. Then We're at the mall. Yeah, most of that stuff is that
0: way. So any... <laughs> and now my cat is <laughs> stepping on a keyboard. <laughs> I don't know if we'll leave that in or we'll take it out. I don't know. So yeah, so they're able to get Michael J. Fox into Back to the Future. Uh, Back to the Future is a huge frigging hit. Mm -hmm. And a couple months later, they throw this into the theater because Michael J. Fox is the biggest star of the summer.
1: Riding that wave. Literally, going surfing USA.
0: (laughs) At one time, this movie is the number two movie to back to the future being number one in the theaters at the same time wow it's hard to think looking back how huge of a star michael j fox was this summer
1: that's amazing i love it
0: um yeah this movie ended up making 80 million dollars at the box office
1: whoa
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean back to the future made 389 but still still, 80
1: million when when they were just like yeah okay this was a
0: movie shot in three weeks for a million dollars that's
1: a huge profit yeah
0: yeah huge huge profit Um, we looked into uh, car surfing accidents Mm -hmm. and apparently this movie is blamed for about a hundred serious injuries or deaths for people copycat car Uh... surfing for about over the over 20 years i mean that's
1: I mean, I guess space out over 20 years, like, is it just, you know, when people start seeing it, you know, like, like kind of like generational, like, oh, oh, it's coming on TV again. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, it no, what, there's nothing about that with someone who go like, okay, yeah, this is going to end well. There's, there's no way you could think that you could possibly do that without your teen wolf abilities. Right. I mean, cause we know that's what gave him, you know, his, his balance and his, his
0: flips. Because that's what wolves are, are known right. for—is yes, is they... their ability to ride on top of cars. Yes, to be and very play basketball. Mm-hmm. And, yes, yeah, and make out in closets and just, just all, the, all those wolfy <laughs> things—the the vulpine traits. Mm-hmm. Yes, getting, getting some Latin in there on you. <laughs> I guess we can thank CKY and Jackass for just creating a whole new generation of people to hurt themselves doing other things.
1: yeah they just left this behind like it it just kind of becomes an asterisk
0: yeah there's so many kids filming themselves and hurting themselves doing other stuff now that we don't have to i'm sure the shop the
1: shopping cart uh manufacturers are like (laughs) oh they're probably
0: like well i guess
1: yeah a lot of damaged shopping carts
0: like we hadn't sold a shopping cart since the 70s (laughs) and now the cat is climbing the walls. yeah things are getting interesting over here uh, we were wondering about uh, Boof. The cat just got lost in the sofa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, Boof is B O O F.
1: Yes, B O O F. I like, where does that come from?
0: Um, apparently, the writer's uh, high school girlfriend was Lisa Boof Marconi. Okay. He's never gone on record saying why she was called Boof. Uh, maybe it had something to do with a bouffant hairstyle, or maybe. some people are thinking maybe she puked in public. Is that boofing? I think boofing is, yeah. um.
1: So that's different from boffing, that (laughs) (laughs) Balky. Boofing, boffing, way different. I don't know, but
0: yeah, apparently boof could mean either vomiting or having huge hair in Mm. in the time when the writer would have been in high school. So who knows? Our cat is going crazy. (laughs)
1: I mean, he's usually a nut, but this is, like, full next level.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hold these for some outtakes. Sorry, guys. So, yeah, Lisa Booth Marconi. Nobody has any clue where her name comes from. It's just some guy, the, the lead author, dated in high school. And he's never gone on record saying anything about why she's called Boof. So okay. She is Boof. I just guess that's all there is to it. I mean... Did you ever have a nickname? Not
1: really. I mean, I'm trying to think. I like as a little kid, like my neighbors, like I liked bubbles. They called me bubbles. Oh,
0: that's cute.
1: Um, in fact, like I had they had made one of those shirts for me, like the little like iron on that was kind of vel, you know, velvety because it was the early 80s. It's like a little pink shirt that said bubbles. <laughs> oh
0: wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I but <love> that, it. <laughs>
1: a long time ago. But other than that, I think there was kind of like a forced attempted nicknames like when i was in show choir you know and there was some sort of jazz hand something because it was a j that's the thing having a j name and people are trying to like alliterate it there's not a lot of choices gotcha
0: gotcha i had two nicknames i had um our our ap calculus class we had our hardcore names which i don't know (laughs) what's so hardcore about (laughs) ap calculus
1: (laughs) well i mean it's hard
0: right but uh yeah our uh, our preacher was in my ap calculus class and he still occasionally calls me nails and, <laughs> and when we were first married or we, we weren't even married yet no we're we in were in ballroom dancing class and and dave the hammer was <laughs> in our ballroom dancing class with us yes so that was that was rad
1: nails newton and uh dave the hammer <laughs>
0: So Hubline's Cocktails we talked about. Yes. We're wondering if there's anything going on with, with Hubline's cocktails. And it turns out this company is huge. I've never heard of it. Um, but I guess the thing I know them for most is they bottled brass monkey that the Beastie Boys have a <laughs> rad song about. What
1: is in a brass monkey? I don't even know what, what is that.
0: Just pour over ice.
1: <laughs> that you can pour a lot of things over ice. <laughs>
0: So a Brass Monkey is rum, vodka, and orange juice.
1: Rum, vodka, and orange juice. So a screwdriver plus rum.
0: Can I just go on record with saying the screwdriver is the most disappointed I've ever been in a cocktail in my entire life?
1: Well, yeah, it's just orange juice and vodka. It's really just a... It's really just an excuse. Like, it's like, well, you know, let's just add some vodka to this orange juice because I want to keep drinking. I don't know why it's called a cocktail. I don't know. I mean, what was the... Is it
0: Antoine's? Is that yeah. the restaurant? Yeah, we were at Antoine's. Okay. Antoine's is maybe the best lunch we've ever had.
1: Probably. It is fantastic.
0: If any of you get to New Orleans, go to Antoine's, the price of a lunch is the year. So I guess, you know, it, it's $20.21 or whatever. And It's three go- courses. It is amazing. And they have 25 25- Cent martinis, but they're martini of the day, like a martini a martini, guys. Come on, right? The, the martini. They're of the using day the term when we martini got there really loosely. Was the screwdriver? Yeah, and, yeah. Just not a fan. Not a
1: I fan. mean, for seventy-five cents of three screwdrivers, because you can have three. Like, eh, well, okay,
0: <laughs> guess we will. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue about a twenty-five cent cocktail, <laughs> but it, 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 it seemed in poor taste to order a better cocktail.
1: Right, it did it, seem it's like... Because against
0: the spirit of the thing. Yeah,
1: we were just going to go like, this is the whole experience. But yeah, the uh, broiled or whatever char-grilled oysters we had and screwdrivers weren't really the best pairing. No,
0: no. So Hugh Blinds um, owned A1 Steak Sauce. Uh, they owned Jose Cuervo. Uh, they owned Guinness and Bass Ale. They own Grey Poupon and Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were bought by RJ Reynolds in the eighties. In the sixties and seventies, they were considered one of the nifty fifty. It was a New York stock exchange, uh things, very stable stocks yeah. to buy and hold. Yeah. Wow. And uh Along with Dow Chemicals, Bristol Myers, IBM, Johnson and Johnson. So wow, pretty- for
1: a, a company they've never heard of, for it to be so important. I mean, I guess that happens. Yeah, yeah.
0: Coca Cola is on that list, but uh, but yeah, they largely were uh, bought by R.J. Reynolds, so bought by cigarettes, and then uh, and then sold off to a huge beverage conglomerate. And I think my fact of the episode is this beverage conglomerate now owns both. Moet and Chandon Champagne and Veuve Clicquot Champagne.
1: Ah, which, the rivalry. If any of you
0: have ever uh, studied the history uh, of The Widow, Clicquot, and and Moet, uh, there, there's a bitter, bitter rivalry there. It's kind
1: of fun, Champagne
0: Wars. Fant- I mean, there's corporate espionage, there's pirates running blockades in the French Revolution, Russian Revolution. It is.
1: What was the podcast that we listened to on that, was it?
0: I think it was... Um, Oh, the brand uh, ho- household name, the, the
1: brand name podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah. If any of you gets a chance to to watch that, it is a lot of, or to listen to that, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, really, really fun history of of, of champagne. It, it, it's got a lot of a lot of, you know, twists and and, and turns. It, it's it's a good story. So then we have kiss and tackle. Yes. I looked it up kiss and tackle. Does not seem to be a very widely. Uh, it Seems like it might be more of a local thing. There are yeah, maybe some know. variations of it, but
1: I don't. I don't know where it came from. I don't know whose brilliant idea it was, but yeah, it definitely was the sexiest party game. You know, because I don't really think of spin the bottle as necessarily a sexy party game. It's it
0: just it's so ubiquitous. But and so looking through. Playboy, Sex and Cinema. I don't really see anything, didn't really see anything in Vanity Fair. For being a movie that made such a hit, it doesn't seem like it really, it, it seemed like nobody thought it was going to be a hit. It was a hit and then everybody forgot about it.
1: Yeah, like a very flat, like not flash in the pan because it kind of lives, but it, it doesn't have any cachet.
0: If you Google it, Teen Wolf, the first thing that comes up is the TV show on oh, MTV. not like the current not- not the uh, the movie so is that still going on no i think it it it's done but i'm looking at uh welcome back to the podcast terry hazlitt <laughs> the uh you need the, to reach
1: uh, out to terry hazlitt he has no idea he's becoming like a local he's legend the star of our, of our <laughs> podcast <laughs> can we can we interview terry hazlitt
0: i don't know we we did turn i was sure that terry hazlitt was no longer with us and turns out that he actually recently retired as the editor of this uh, of this Observer reporter newspaper, mm-hmm. and went back to his first love, which was spinning top forty hits as a DJ. I love it. As a local local DJ, and his book just came out. And welcome to the forbidden bookshelf. I got it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's it called?
0: It is. I don't know. We, we moved it We moved it somewhere so the cat wouldn't eat it.
1: So. <laughs> that's our lives right now, guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, here we go. Survey says the hits of the 60s in western uh, Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, wow. That's niche. That's like, <laughs> that makes me think of that thing you do. It's like Steubenville.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with me. I'm from Erie, PA. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically every week. It's the top requested songs at his radio station for the entire 60s. And then just his kind of notes in the in the, in the the periphery about That's fun. what things were going on at that huh. time. Interesting. But so he has an article here in the Observer Reporter. This is the day this movie came out called A Sorry Summer for Films. Aww. <laughs> that I guess Rambo 2 was kind of a hit, but not a huge hit, and Back to the Future at the time was kind of a hit, but not huge, and that it uh, was really kind of a bummer summer after you had Indiana Jones, and E.T., and Star Wars. Yeah, I could could see a little bit of a letdown. Five years in a row, kind of, of huge, huge summer blockbusters. Ghostbusters the year before, Mm -hmm. and yeah, you had, there just wasn't that huge movie this summer, and you know back to the future would kind of become the big movie and the second big movie would be would be teen wolf of
1: all things. yeah i mean you give that the grandiose scale of all of those other movies that that could seem like i mean even though I, people enjoyed them it, it could seem like you know, okay okay what's happening with movies so this is what we're doing this year
0: yeah um this movie teen wolf played only at the drive-in In Western Pennsylvania, it didn't even have an indoor. Wow, it did not
1: even get the chance for air conditioning. No, no, just (laughs) well, it was a really sweaty movie. So, oh my
0: goodness, it was a sweaty movie.
1: Like that, I guess that fits. Everybody (laughs) was, everyone was feeling that that anticipation and that intense moment of like just sweating along with with uh, Michael J. Fox.
0: Oh man, Uh, it was a double feature with Valley Girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. So um the week this came out, uh Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out the week before. That's which cool. was a huge hit. I had no idea that Pee Wee's Big Adventure was a huge critical and commercial success at the box office.
1: I don't think I knew that either, because 'cause I'm all of a sudden like what what year was this again? 85. Eighty five. Eighty five. So yeah, I don't even think I realized I mean I I didn't I was introduced to Pee Wee through like Pee Wee's playhouse like the the show and then watch the movie i don't think i realized the movie
0: was so much earlier because i don't feel like this is when he was still just an adult stand-up comedian and the movie came out this is because it's not really adults
1: yeah it's not really a kid's movie i mean it's how i learned about the alamo but (laughs) (laughs) and it is honestly like a joke in my house all the time like my parents my dad thinks it's hilarious like jan hooks i think i even have talked about this Already in the podcast, like a feeling some deja vu on it that, yeah, like, the you know, there's no basement in the Alamo and everybody's mocking him.
0: <laughs> but so also going on this week, um, Fright Night, which I think you've talked about might yeah. be a, a forbidden cinema moment for you. I think it
1: is um, because I was thinking about this and it might be the last and only movie i can think of that my parents watched when we had gone to bed or i had gone to bed probably when we had gone to bed because my i would have my sister was born when i was 3 so i probably wouldn't really have that much thought before that but yeah i was in some way 85 yes yeah, so she oh yeah that would have she to have be been right. about 1 yeah, yeah. so because, yeah, I mean, once once you start having, like, multiple kids and, like, there's no really watching movies. I mean, maybe they did, but I don't remember there being, like, go back to bed, you can't watch this, like, uh-uh. you know, kind of thing. But this one was definitely one, one of, of those. Maybe one of the first
0: forbidden cinemas. Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess it was. Like, I didn't. I wanted to know, because, I mean, as a kid, like, I had huge, like, FOMO at night. Like, I mean, even, like, as an infant, you know, I never slept, apparently. My parents just had to, like, take turns, like, walking and bouncing me. Um,
0: But, but, We might need to look into Fright Night when it gets to Halloween time. Yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know. We're, uh, full disclosure, we actually do have a, the movie theater that we grew up going to is now a haunted house and tattoo studio, and they play niche uh content every every week and yeah
1: they were cl- like the building was like closed and abandoned for 20 years, ten years easily like once th- there was a big mall that opened and so like all the movie traffic went that way and they just it just sat there and then all of a sudden somebody bought it. I mean, because I remember going I think the first haunted houses with it I mean that was only I don't know in the, within the last eight years probably. It was like, we went with some, some girlfriends from work, some people who'd never been to haunted houses, which is always fun, you know, because then like, because I'm not a big fan of haunted houses. Like, I don't want people jumping out. Like, I don't, I'm kind of annoyed by it. But when other people are, you get to kind of push other people into it. But it was weird because they had built all these ramps because the floors were slanted as theaters, So you didn't have flat floors. So it has lots of ups and downs, which in complete darkness was a little problematic, <laughs> but you're like, you can't get it, get going. You, you gotta, you gotta, gotta keep, especially also, you know, I'm probably wearing stupid heels like that are not really appropriate, but you don't know that you're going to be walking up and down ramps the entire time that you're at a haunted house.
0: So we also have uh, National Lampoon's Euro- – oh, we didn't even really – the reason, when it comes to Halloween time, we're probably going to go see a movie there at the theater and then and then do a if, – if we can find one forbidden enough.
1: Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do an a on, on-site kind of review. I think that'll be fun.
0: But yeah, National Lampoon's European Vacation. I feel like that might be a hole in my knowledge because I think you talk about that regularly.
1: It's a weird one because I feel like it's kind of off – off the 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 um the formula for those because I mean you don't have you don't have some of your regular cast of characters and of course um, Rusty and oh what's the daughter's name um Audrey Audrey yeah they change every movie which is so weird and so but they just they're a little different I think even the, the European I mean you still have you know Chevy Chase being a complete horn dog you know he just can't help himself but it was when I saw. A late night, you know, a weird, weird thing of like driving somewhere and stopping at a friend's is one of those like I was like on a road trip that I was taking someone back to school like while I was in school too so you know early early twenties and randomly stopped at someone's house who was or they were house sitting this is um Kristen like Ashley's friend like stopped and like spent the night at the house she was house sitting in and I like stayed up and was like in their bonus room watching. European vacation by myself. It oh, was wow. so weird. That's my like. I know I've seen it other times, but that's kind of like my stamp of it.
0: So just looking in this uh, in this Observer reporter, we have the Nielsens for the week, and so of course the Cosby Show is number one. And that's, right, you know that that is its own troubles. It's yes. there are. There are much more important and intelligent uh, podcasts and and media that can can go into what we do with The Cosby Show now. Uh, Number two show on television right now is Family Ties. It was huge. I know Family Ties was huge. Family Ties was ahead of Murder, She Wrote, Cheers, Facts of Life, Miami Vice, Family Ties. Michael J. Fox is a huge star.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He was – I mean – Alex P. Keaton.
0: Yeah, the number one song this week, "The Power of Love" by Huey Lewis in the news. Love it. And I think my favorite thing that I found here were the number, the top video cassettes.
1: Oh yes, yes. yes. So
0: Jane Fonda's workout is number (laughs) one. Absolutely. We have Pinocchio. Okay. Okay. We have the We Are the World video event.
1: Oh wow! Yes,
0: Prince and the Revolution live. Okay. Wrestlemania. Huh. This is before it's even Wrestlemania 1. This is so just these Wrestlemania. these aren't really
1: movies. These are more
0: events. They're like the top video cassettes. Yeah,
1: like p- things that people would, would not have seen in a theater. It would have happened maybe on a TV once. And that that, that totally tracks. You couldn't tape it, necessarily. And so you're, you're watching this, this thing, this cultural thing that you missed.
0: I mean, we do have uh, The Karate Kid is on the list. I love The Karate Kid. Which, uh... Billy Zabka, if you're going to come to our next bounce castle, oh my party, gosh,
1: y'all, Billy Zabka, moved. we have we have a connection. We, we, have, we are less than six degrees separated from Billy Zabka right no now. No
0: freaking mercy, okay? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, um, singing in the rain. There, there's a movie. A lot of these were older movies, though. That I guess we getting their first VHS release at the time. That singing
1: in the rain was a huge yeah. movie. But we have in my household. Wham!
0: The video. <laughs> <laughs> We have Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and Gone with the Wind. Okay. Yeah. Um, We have A Nightmare of Elm Street.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it is.
0: (laughs) And yeah, Star Trek 3 and 2010, the year we make contact. So just a really interesting. And Dune is is on the list. Dune Dune. drowning up the bottom of the list.
1: Dune. Dune shows up on TV so much.
0: Jenny has so little interest in Dune. And I have seen every version of Dune 20 times at least. And I've read the books and Jenny just has absolutely no interest. We'll see this fall if... You know, because the new Dune is coming out. Oh, that's out, right. It, it seems like it's going to be the best Dune,
1: and it's got what's his face,
0: who's awesome. It's got Jason Momoa. Yeah, so maybe, maybe will Jason Momoa be enough to get Jenny into maybe. Dune?
1: Maybe, but that's kind of the thing. Like, if there's going to be something random on TV, two things happen: it's you're going to turn Dune on, then you're going to walk away, and like I'm going to look up and realize I've been sitting there and Dune's been on for like 30 minutes, and I'm by myself. Or I'm going to be downstairs. You're going to be upstairs like, with the TV on. There's going to be a motorcycle that revs. And I'm like, are you watching Purple Rain? <laughs> <laughs> it always happens. There's no uh, – of course, there's a million movies with motorcycles. But it, 100% of the time, I'm right.
0: <laughs> and it's never like someone playing Purple Rain. Like, are no. you watching Purple it, It's always a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been a hot mess. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we got a cat running around. Absolutely
1: losing his mind. And uh,
0: we've got a heart out a minute ago to record. So and the pandemic is surging. I'm working too much. I'm tired. And it's sorry, guys. <laughs> well,
1: well, we'll we'll hit you up. We're we're still in the back to school mode. Um, we are going to be watching um, American Pie. So you know, grab your baked goods or not, um, and watch uh, American Pie with it. Sorry. Late movie in the timeline of everything, um, but definitely has some forbidden forbidden aspects for a different reason um, but so hope you'll watch with us as we start to round out back to school and, and start heading towards spooky time Ooh. yes um, all right so thanks so much hit us up on Instagram forbidden cinema um, or shoot us an email with your experiences um, we should be having some feedback on Ariel Cabernet coming up soon so stay tuned for that oh, man. Um, it's yeah about we to get real it, it, is, we, we it have, is we have
0: got a bottle shipped out right so. it
1: is out in the world <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Forbidden Cinema podcast at gmail.com, and we will see you soon. All right. Thanks, guys.